Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening once again, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. First of all, we want to give God thanks for the great gift of salvation through our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Jesus is first our Savior. He is first our rescuer from death and the grave and eternal misery, that is, eternal separation from God. Jesus has provided us salvation from that horrible destiny. And so we are are indeed thankful daily. Uh, I'm thankful moment by moment. Uh, I have always wanted to have God in all my thoughts. Now, I not completely successful at that yet, but God has provided me a platform uh, from which I can be in continuous fellowship with him, spite of what I'm going through uh, within this realm of men. I can be in constant fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So, uh, I depend on that relationship, and it is vital, it is essential to my life, such as it is, uh, having surrendered or having crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. That comes, that must happen before one can walk. Uh, or live a life that is well-pleasing to God. Because in order to produce the fruit of the Spirit, then Galatians 2.20 must take place. I am crucified with Christ. That's the only way that the believer can effectively get to the fifth chapter of Galatians. And there in his or her life, there is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is produced in the believer's heart and life through the Holy Spirit only. He is our paracletos. He is the one who comes alongside, who ministers to us, 
uh, in this realm of darkness. We have light. We have our Goshen. If Jesus is guiding you and you are in fellowship with him, then you have your inner Goshen. You have your inner land of light when there is darkness all about. Just think about what people say and don't do it for a long period of time, but look out, look out there, look at their eyes, look at their walk. Ooh, uh, there is a uh, an instrument called the misery index, and you can go there and you can look up so many things about what goes on to people. That is with people. That is what has been uh, created for them, uh, a, a a reality that is ever shrinking that is ever more miserable and, and increasingly less satisfying. Think how different things would be if the men who are called of God to prepare their hearts first as Ezra, Ezra prepared his heart. And then when, after his heart was prepared, he went out and taught the people the word of God. And you see, we we live in a situation like the book of Judges. And we see it today. We see what is going on uh, in people's, uh, the lives of the believing community is what I'm speaking about. And uh, how they are, the self-torture that is going on in their lives because they, they haven't crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. And so, uh, just like the people of God who in their apostasy uh, were in the temple worshiping uh, Molech and worshiping the the Baal, uh, doing things that, that were horrid and the Spirit of God witnessed those things, and the Spirit of God withdrew himself from his people because of their sin. And remember, that temple is, for us today, symbolic. We are the naos. We are the, the, the naos, the inner, sanctuary, uh, the inner sanctuary, the inner part of that, of that holy temple. And the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So what's going on in your life? You see, this is why I wanted to talk about the uh, the Christology of the Apostle John. In John chapter 1, we have the prologue, verses 1 through 17. And in that prologue, we have summarized the contents of the Gospel of John. And John states at the end of the Gospel why... This particular document was written, and there's a very uh, the testimony uh, is very powerful. So some say that uh, Jones' gospel was mystical uh, with the language he uses, such as "ye" and "me" and "I" in you, uh, and there is a mystical aspect, but there is an essential aspect. Uh, that John presents 
John uh, uses the word believe 98 times. And in the New Testament, the word believe does not mean a, an, a, a one-time belief. Now, let me explain. There is an initial belief in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is a continuation or a growth in that belief. Once again, so the verb believe as used in John, in its fullest meaning, the verb means the continuing process of belief and also involving progress. That is the, uh, that is the key word in the Gospel of John. So, uh, John had a very intimate relationship with Jesus, and his writings, that is, the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the Revelation, are the fruit of that relationship that John had with his Lord. In John 20, verses 30 and 31 reads, this is John 20, the Gospel of John, quote, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, Notice, and many other signs. Well, why? Why the necessity uh, of many other signs? Well, these men were called to an incredible ministry. And their hearts needed to be built up. And their hearts were built upon the rock, upon the eternal certitude of the truth that is in Jesus. So, John 20, verse 30, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, Son of God, and that believing you may ha- you might have life in His name. That is the purpose of this incredible document. That is why we have the the Gospel of John. So John presents. Jesus, as in chapter 2, verse 1 through 11, uh, changing water into wine. And it is noted that this happened at a marriage. And so uh, it is the, the miracle of quality. And remember that when Jesus turned the water into wine, the steward there uh, I mean, there is a comment about the wine and that 
the best of the wine usually comes out at the beginning. But here the comment was uh, the best wine have been brought out brought brought out later. So what did Jesus, Jesus provide? And remember, this is come within the context of marriage. There, oh, there is a relationship of quality. That is who Jesus is. So Jesus is, John presents Jesus as our essential mean. What does essential mean? It means that without which thing cannot be done. Essential. Jesus is essential. If Jesus is merely an intellectual study, if Jesus is merely, uh, you know, some cartoonish, uh, or someone has some kind of some cartoonish understanding of the person of Jesus that is not real, then nothing will change in his or her life. But when that, when the individual understands that Jesus is our essential need or his or her essential need, then that qualitative change takes place in the heart. There's so many things today that people cannot talk about. People are forgetting, uh, forbidden to speak of. People, uh, I watched the video in which a, a believing pastor in Tennessee uh, the FBI went to his house to arrest him for uh, protesting abortion. They went there with automatic weapons to arrest this pastor. And what do they have? He is in a videotape sitting down, and he's with other believers protesting abortion. And so... He was taken from his family. We live in days of darkness. This man stepped out by faith. And he let his testimony be known. It's easy, as we all know, to say that one is of, of the faith in a smooth season. And hence, this is why the brother talks about Chief Grace, Bonhoeffer, and Costly Grace. Many are in the area of Chief Grace. Very few migrate into the realm of Costly Grace, where grace costs something. These people are, are, are deep, and they're real, and they're vital. They have that essential relationship with God. Jesus said that we must take up the cross. He who would follow me must take up his cross. Take up his cross and follow me. Jesus is our shepherd. He shepherds us. Remember Psalm 23. Psalm 23, but extols the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Notice the state of being verb. Not was or will be, but the Lord is my 
shepherd. I shall not want. I shall, there, uh, there's no need that I could have that he does not fulfill. Thus he is therefore essential for me. I need him. I have a vital connection with Jesus. First John chapter 5 talks about the one uh, who would touch us so as to have a modif- uh, the, de- the devil cannot touch us so as to have a modifying influence on our lives from Jesus. He can't do that. He can't break that. He cannot overcome that barrier. He cannot compromise that relationship that we have with Jesus. Oh, and just just think about the sexual reassignment surgeries. Just think about uh, the chemicals that were put in plastics in order to compromise uh, uh, the spermatozoa in men in order to lower their sperm count in order to uh, uh, hamper their manhood, their masculinity, in order to cut it off, and the name calling, uh, toxic, toxic masculinity, in order to divide and conquer. Notice the language: divide and conquer. How old is this strategy? Look in Genesis three. Look what the Nakash did, in, with the man and his wife. He divided and conquered. He divided and he conquered. It's an old strategy. And so you know who uses it. He used it then. He uses it in marriages today. John writes in John 1, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, John, there are two main verbs throughout this passage. And these verbs contrast what Jesus had always been and what he became at his incarnation. So uh, we would do well to carefully read this passage. So, Jesus is prior to matter, that is, he is prior, he is before mass energy, he is before matter, and therefore, he uh, he is the creator of mass energy. Nothing is prior to him. He was the word, he is the beginning, and today people will no longer espouse science, which has to do with testing hypotheses and repeating them to see if one uh, gets the same outcome. Today, people believe in scientism. And science is, the word is from a Greek word that that means knowledge. But here's a, this is a religious dogma that uh, is built upon the flimsy structure of statistics and research that, that is built upon flimsy claims. 
Now, if one were to say, well, I have read Karl uh, Popper's The Philosophy of Science that deals with uh, mathematical logic, then I would become interested in listening further to what this individual has to say. Or, oh, or he has read, uh, you know, A.J. Iyer. And uh, so if, and there are, there are uh, uh, Alfred North Whitehead, uh, and, and these, these real uh, theoreticians in mathematical logic upon which science is built, then I would be impressed. Uh, Bertrand Russell, then I would say, well, I would listen. And it was Bertrand Russell who wrote, uh, the tune, Why I Am Not a Christian. And, you know, I, I would listen uh, to for a little bit. But here we see the, the eternal nature of Jesus. So John teaching truth to us. He is espousing truth to us. Alithanos in the Greek. Jesus is the truth. And there's an old sign at a university in Europe that reads, extra Gothingen, non est de vita. And so we say the same for Lord Jesus Christ. Outside Jesus, non est de vita. Outside Jesus, there is no life. No matter how dramatic, no matter what the claims are, no matter what people say, and you see the divided consciousness, you see the the, uh, the, the schizophrenic nature of people today who cannot dissociate themselves from their humanity, and yet uh, they try to use English uh, adjectives or uh, or verbs or what have you, or adjectives uh, that are the scriptures to pin down their fragmented consciousness. And the fact that they have, they don't understand how scattered they are. And they're not bewildering. They have just been tricked by the devil. And they have been given uh, chemicals that are designed to create uh, schizophrenia in their lives. And look how they decorate their bodies. Look how they transform their bodies. Uh, the Bible teaches about uh, what it means to be demonized. And John talks about such entities in First John and in the Revelation. There are encounters in the Gospel of John, but and Jesus talks about uh, the devil, and, and Jesus says of him that he was a liar from the beginning. How long did Jesus know the devil? From the beginning. We don't know what that means. If another, if another, Jesus said, if another comes in his name, him you will receive. Well, of whom is he speaking? 
for in the latter days, the Antichrist is going to arise. The the Therion, the wild beast, is going to arise. And Paul writes that in the latter days, uh, violent uh, times will come. And I've just been looking at some videos about Philadelphia, Philadelphia, the zombification of people through the drugs that are coming in to this country. Little zombies, the growing, the burgeoning of tent cities, the the crime uh, rampant that is rampant in New York City, daytime stabbings. Uh, There was a shootout in Chicago uh, around a Amidst a a large group of people, two people died, others were wounded, but these people are allowed to have this exchange because there's a new policy called mutual combat, and so these people are fighting one another in the streets with guns. California, L.A., uh, just the things and just the rampant crime that is going on. Why has this come about? <clears throat> a few years back, there was a video of a couple of pastors who were were doing a strip tease in front of their congregation. This is not of God. You will never read of Paul or John, of Peter, of Andrew, <clears throat> of Jude. You will never read of any of these men doing the striptease before the people of God. So what is going on here? Well, you see the spiritual rot. You see the apostasy that has come. John presents Jesus in John chapter 1 verse 5 as the light that shineth in darkness. And the darkness did not overtake it. See, the darkness cannot extinguish the light that is Jesus. I no longer talk about human psychotherapy and human spirituality and human psychiatry because, you see, it has been bastardized, yes, bastardized. Uh, And it was that all along. And there are so many uh, so-called Christians telling people, uh, believers and pastors, to get credentialed in these areas. I was part of a, of a ministry organization uh, that at one time uh, one had to have in, almost impeccable credentials to join. And now they have become so watered down, so milquetoast, that uh, it's no longer viable as a source of, of true biblical spirituality because they've allowed psychotherapy to come in and to be more important than the truth of the word of God. These organizations abandon God first. God doesn't abandon them first. And then you see the fruit of of what this stuff does. It destroys because it is not the word. It is not faithful to the living word. But John 
represents Christ as essential to us. So we have the changing of water and wine. We have the healing of the nobleman's son. We have uh, the healing of the impotent man, the feeding of the 5,000. We have Jesus walking on water. We have the healing of the blind man. We have the raising of Lazarus. And oh, and so we have what? We have the, uh, the power of Jesus over space, time, quantity, natural law, and misfortune. And so he is complete. He is our Savior. We lack nothing if we come to Jesus when he is our satisfaction. What did Jesus say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will follow you. That is the truth. Occupation with Christ brings marvelous blessings, brings satisfaction, makes life complete, makes life worthwhile. Look on the other side of the fence. People like to talk about what the green uh, on the other side. What do you have? Fear, lack, misery, and the onset of ruin. Come to Jesus and have a real life. Good evening and God bless you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.